0: Oh, hi, I'm your host, Kyle Brownrigg, and welcome to Best Actress, discussing best actress and best supporting actress Oscar wins, who we feel should have won, and why.
1: Oh my god! Thank you so much. And the Oscar goes to... Halle Berry in Monsters Berry.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Best Actress, uh, the podcast where we talk about who should have won an Oscar, why they should have, or maybe why they shouldn't have. Uh, This week we have a returning guest, uh, Ariane Tong, who is the host of QE Trivia. That happens every week. Uh, Check out uh, Ariane Tong on social media for... Uh, all of that information, so that you can be part of it. And also, Ariane, I understand that you are an iHeart Joke Award nominee for best newcomer. And as we were discussing before we started recording, uh, it's it's kind of in like a limbo right now. Like no one knows who won. Situation? No,
1: a hundred percent. Thanks for the great intro, by the way. And also, <laughs> yeah, we don't. We just really don't know who won this year. It's a big thing where, like, uh, the (laughs) award ceremony was supposed to happen the day before everything literally shut down. Uh, And then, and then it just, it just, everything got on lockdown, and then this got canceled. And now it's just like, who? Who's the best newcomer? I don't know. Am I? I don't know. We're all winners, I guess. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're all winners. I love that. Um yeah. well, I mean, technically, you technically all are. Do you know who else was nominated <laughs> in for a newcomer?
1: Do you yeah. Know who um, else was nominated? Yes. Um, so there was Nicole Witherall. There was mm-hmm. uh Jennifer Shung. Uh oh, okay. who else? Who else? Um Demi oh my god um uh Demi Demi. and um gosh I can't remember the the last nominee but was it Dan yes oh yes because there was a thing where it it got um it got switched out uh last minute because somebody wasn't actually a newcomer so they like just flagged that and they were like okay well, well we'll actually get a newcomer in here Uh, And yeah, so I love literally everyone on that list. And I feel like we should just do our own like newcomer show and it would be a great success. Uh, Yeah, that'd be a great
0: idea for like a show at Comedy Bar. That'd be a great idea.
1: Yeah, the newcomers. Yeah, I think that would be great, actually. Uh, Well, patent pending here. You know what? Don't steal my idea. If you're listening to this episode, we're going (laughs) to we're going to figure it out.
0: (laughs) Um, Add it to my list. well, it's funny, you know, it mm-hmm. well, I mean, it's so funny because the audience really that listens to this podcast majority is actually in the United States.
1: Oh wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah, well, wow, that's incredible. Kind of Way to break those boundaries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, of
0: listeners. Uh <laughs> but okay, so this this particular year, um, so uh uh oh my gosh. So the last uh, episode that you did was with Marissa yeah. Tomei, which by the way, Marissa yeah. Tomei
1: Made was an also
0: nominated this year again. Yeah. So, yeah. kind of like an accidental theme uh, yeah. that we're kind of love going the with. Girl. <laughs> but today we're doing, <laughs> love her. Uh, but today yeah. we're doing a lead category for mm-hmm. the first person of color female to win for best actress. And yeah. this is kind of one of those years where. I want to really give this sort of podcast like what it deserves and like I want to give this topic Mm -hmm. the treatment that it deserves Mm -hmm. and also I'd like if we could also talk about the fact that like another woman of color hasn't won best actress a hundred percent oh yeah. Um, so this year, uh, the best picture went to a beautiful mind. Best director was Ron Howard. Best leading actor was, um, Denzel Washington for training day. And, um, I think that Sydney Poitier was also like Mm -hmm. honored with like a, you know, like an honorary Oscar mm-hmm. for some reason. So, there were a lot of people of color this year that were um, being celebrated. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I don't know if like Hollywood really thought of it like mm-hmm. that. Because when we ref- when we look back on that now, we're like, wow, like look at all the people of color like winning, yeah, you know, these Academy Awards, and then it just kind of like that was it. Like it kind of just stopped there.
1: A hundred percent. I thought that the same the same thing actually. I was like, did were they under pressure to? to yeah. nominate more more people of color that year that I just wasn't aware of in the press. Um, I, I'm not sure because, you know, what happened in 2016 where, you know, it was like the Oscar's so white mm-hmm. situation and there was mm-hmm. like uh, that push to include more. But I, I had read an article where Halle Berry said that it was like her win uh, actually just like meant nothing because of how, how, how white it's been <laughs> since her win. And nobody's right. won one um, best actress. Uh, a, a, a black woman has never won a uh, best actress after her. So it's like, okay, she thought that that was like a monumental moment. And it actually just was, you know, it was like a flash in the pan. Short-lived. It seemed. Yeah. short, exactly. short lived. Um, yeah.
0: What I find sort of interesting though, um, about this year Mm-hmm. It is just how insanely depressing, except for Bridget Jones's diary. <laughs> yeah. How that... <laughs> insanely depressing these movies were. Um
1: a hundred percent. Okay, so the Bridget Jones' diary. Okay, that movie was so confronting, and like it was a comedy, but very like true to life. I would say like super depressing because of, of like how much people can probably relate to that movie. Me, right. uh, when I was single in my late late twenties, like I think the last time I saw this movie. I was actually like on one of those find yourself trips in, in Cambodia. I, I just need to watch something to like fill, yes, fill right some first. time. And, and it was like literally watching this movie made me feel just so confronted with myself because I was like, I yeah. am Bridget Jones at this moment. Yeah. Like I thought that she was like a super funny character growing up. I'm like, oh man, that's never going to be me. It sucks to be her. And then I was yeah, like, right. wow, that's, that's actually crazy how the, ta- the tables have turned have frickin' turned
0: (laughs) right yeah it's funny because when i i purposely saved that movie um for last as kind of like Uh, a palate cleanser
1: that would yeah that would have been so smart (laughs) yeah
0: they they were they were really really heavy so i i uh i saved that one for last and um (laughs) i uh uh Let's just jump right into the first yeah. nominee here. So, let's do it. um let's talk about Judy Dench in Iris. Now, I mm-hmm. have heard of this movie, but I have never mm-hmm. actually seen Iris. I'm mm-hmm. a huge Judy Dench fan Mm -hmm. and she's such a like technical performer and then this movie is you know about her um being like a real person who actually Mm -hmm. was incredibly uh you know academic and smart and one of the best in their fields Mm -hmm. and then she unfortunately suffers from um alzheimer's and begins to forget everything and how her whole life kind of unravels in that way and i just want to say this before we get into it i've actually Mm -hmm. had um Daniel Crow, like, was a previous guest on my show. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about the movie, like, you know, Still Alice or movies where mm-hmm. they have um, the topic is, like, um, Alzheimer's. Yep. And he basically said to me that the only account where he can really say that he would say that he's seen a realistic portrayal of this disease is actually Judy Dench's performance in Iris because he mm-hmm. has people in his life that, mm-hmm. that have been by it. So he said that this performance was really, really real for him. It
1: was, it it was really incredible. And, uh, I, I've had a grandmother who had Alzheimer's grew up with her in my household. And, and, you know, I shared a room with my grandma for several years when we were younger and so, and she, while she had Alzheimer's. And so I was like, and I never actually knew her not having Alzheimer's. I should say that. So I never got to see the progression uh oh, wow. i always ever i always knew her as having Alzheimer's and she was just like the most precious person and like almost having that childlike quality that you saw in the film of like right. you saw how she you know she was so well and distinguished uh iris was her character uh in the beginning and how full of life she was uh and then it progresses to this point of like her reverting back to sort of being a child and she's watching Teletubbies on the, on the television, you know, it's like, you know, and that scene really reminded me of my, my grandma who would watch us playing uh, playing video games and Zelda and stuff. And like asking us questions about, you know, uh, who the, who the guy in the television was. And like, I had to explain how a video game worked and she's, she like couldn't wrap her head around it. And she was like, well, you should stop because you're going to make him tired. (laughs) I was like, yeah. (laughs) And I I was like, that is like, I'll always remember that. I just thought it was so funny. Um, (laughs) That's
0: a grandma thing to say.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 100%. So like, that was like, she was the grandma uh, or the grandparent that I knew the best, (laughs) really. Um, And, you know, I feel like I didn't really get to know her that well, like while she like had it together, you know? But I Mm. think that the portrayal of, Uh, of alzheimer's is like spot on for that point of like you know it's it's you could tell how frustrating it was for the man for the husband um and uh i think his name was john bailey or whatever yeah or yeah and uh and like i just was so endeared by how much he loved her in this film and and like how it was kind of like a sad notebook (laughs) like even sadder notebook yeah it was like uh I, this is actually my my true nightmare of of like forgetting who i am as a person and like all like all the yeah. things that you know about yourself like i, I think it's just a, it could have been a horror film to me because i was like i couldn't handle it the entire duration of the film especially to see yeah. like I love Kate Winslet's performance in this as well. Like, she's just always a boss. Um, you know, and, let's
0: just say, though, because yeah. I'm talking about Kate Winslet for a second, she yeah. literally, mm-hmm. she Kate Winslet was literally like, you right? know in Titanic where it's like there's an old person and then she yes. plays the young version? Yeah, It was like reverse Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the story was more about Judy Bench this time, not so much about yeah. Kate Winslet, but I was like, yeah. is that like your niche? Like, what?
1: A hundred percent. Just uh, just the, um, what is it? The pixie girl i i think that she played that really well of like i don't know if i'm getting that right yeah manic pixie girl but she was like a a, like an old olden time version of that i think in this movie at least um but yeah she's like definitely the before she's a good before
0: (laughs) you know i will say though that um because you this is something that obviously has like mm-hmm. affected your life and, mm-hmm. and the way that you grew up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Would you say that, like, um, Judy Dench's performance was like almost like a little upsetting because it was so real because i've heard I've heard that as a description when somebody watches something like that and they have a hard time watching it because of that. Mm. Did you like feel that at all when you were watching it?
1: Yeah. like when they were having outbursts and stuff uh, and yeah. and like, when her her husband eventually you know started to show symptoms of having the exact same thing having alzheimers as well i was like oh my god this is uh, tragic to watch like i i had mm-hmm. to stop the movie for a bit and walk away yeah. because it was just it was just too, too much. much and i i think that i actually subconsciously i couldn't watch it right away even because i had started and stopped it like several times before actually wa- like watching it in preparation right. for this yeah. and so i think that it must like affect me in some way Um, you know the subject matter uh, when it's pretty close to home Um, but I think that it was like I thought that her performance was really it was tragic and also just like I think that she just did it justice you know like she would just like she showed the beauty in going through Mm -hmm. those stages and it's like it made me think about you know we think of Alzheimer's as as a sickness, as a disease, as it is, but I just feel like there's a person underneath all that and they're still living their lives and they're still just trying to get through. And I just yeah. think that, you know, going with her through the motions of like her just wanting to go to the beach and like, maybe it's just her going back to being a child again is what I, I think. And it's like, maybe for someone who is just stuck in their mind for most of their lives, maybe it's kind of like a, a break from thinking so much, you know, and maybe. It, like I know that it's like jarring to not have that part of your identity anymore, but maybe yeah. just, um, the, like I think that's the struggle of it is just like not knowing who you are. But if you just sort of like ease into it and just sort of like, you know, if this is the way things are, like you're, I don't know if I'm saying anything offensive. Like obviously it's a terrible disease, mm-hmm. and I, I'm scared of it. But it's like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it made me ask those questions of of like Uh, but that's the thing though that's so
0: like interesting about this kind of performance is that it does engage you it does make you ask those questions it really um you know in some level like kind of like touched you it like kind of Mm -hmm. like and I think that just as not just with the writing but just Mm -hmm. as a because I mean if you give that kind of role to the wrong actor it can Mm -hmm. it can just seem kind of silly and it was very very serious and there were just so many moments with Jim Broadbent Mm-hmm. who uh, Jim Broadman actually won the Best Supporting Actor for this movie. Yeah. And he was also in Bridget Jones's Diary, and he was also in Moulin Rouge, just putting that out there. But anyway, <laughs> he, he was year. like in all the movies. It was yeah, a, big year was a big for year. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
0: And so anyway, he, he, you know, he had won the Oscar for this. But just watching uh, the thing that I thought was really, really interesting about mm-hmm. his performance in relation to Judi Dench was mm-hmm. that, he was frustrated with her because mm-hmm. he was really more of like a, what's the word that I would use to describe him? I wouldn't say that he's sort of like a man of action. He loved yeah. having Judy Dench cause she was yeah. so smart and she was kind of bossy and he kind of liked that.
1: Yeah. And then suddenly
0: he had to be in charge and he, he didn't like that and he couldn't handle that. And that that was yeah. just not part of the dynamic. And exactly. I really liked the way that they did that. And I liked the way that that was acted and, mm-hmm. um, you know, although side note, I will just say, mm-hmm. um, and like you can, you, anybody can come for me on this, but <laughs> I don't know if Kate Winslet was the right choice for younger um, Judy Dench.
1: Huh? Interesting. Who would you have casted? Uh, do you know who, who you would have in mind for that, or and why? <laughs> and why? Why don't you think that she was?
0: Because the guy that they cast for Jim Broadbent's younger uh-huh. character truly uh-huh. looked like him. And Kate, yeah. I don't believe that Kate Winslet's bone structure is just going to suddenly morph <laughs> into this like tiny Judy Dench. I'm like, I don't get that. And obviously I understand it's a movie, like obviously, yeah. but literally like I would have, I would have picked someone else that I, I uh-huh. she did a good job. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like she yeah, did yeah. a good job, but yeah. like, I don't think she was the right choice for this. Cause it's like, it's not Titanic. And this was the second time in Academy Award history where mm-hmm. um in the same year. Uh, people yeah. were nominated for a lead and a supporting for the same role. So it was originally yeah. Titanic where it's like old Rose and young Rose were both nominated. And then in this movie, yeah. it was like young Judy Dench <laughs> and old, old Judy. Old this is Judy. wild. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it was the first time that that happened. And I she did a great job. I'm not saying that she that she didn't. It's it, just if um, I was a casting director, I wouldn't have put her in there. I thought she was a bit awkward. Uh
1: yeah, it's uh she didn't line up perfectly. Actually, I would have like put even uh like Renee zellweger in that role. Uh yeah, like I know yeah. what you
0: mean. <laughs> just, yeah. just anyone I know, I know.
1: I was just like uh going um, the the flipping back and forth, which I I have to say the editing in this movie I think I I really liked. uh mm-hmm. I, I liked how they told the story. But um I just found that like some of the sexy scenes uh, where Kate Winslet was just killing it. I think um, like, mm-hmm. I think, Oh yeah. I think that it was really uh, hard for me to believe that that woman also could have become <laughs> the, the elderly version. Um, and I don't know <sighs> right. if that's the, uh, yeah, I don't know. Come for me on that too. There's
0: that sort of, yeah. Like not just, and it's not even just about like a youthful vitality to her character mm-hmm. or like even owning her sexuality. Mm-hmm. It just sort of seemed like a bit like night and day, even when she yeah. did like have all of her marbles, you know? Exactly. Um, but one thing that I just thought, cause this is based on a true story. It's, it's based mm-hmm. on that. Um, oh my gosh, what's her, you know what? I have to look this up because if oh, I well. don't, I'm going to be like embarrassed, but it <laughs> is the true story of um, Iris Murdoch. And, you know, she was she was so respected in her field. And then you mm-hmm. just see this brilliant person just sort of lose everything. I thought that she did such a great job. I think the reason why this kind of a movie and this kind of a role would have hurt her chances was because mm-hmm. A, she won for um, Shakespeare in Love doing eight minutes in the oh. movie. And mm-hmm. then B, this is kind of a downer for a movie. And most um, American Academy Award voters, a lot mm-hmm. of people don't even see these movies. So I I, I feel like that probably would have hurt her chances yeah. because she was such a downer um but, but really
1: the, i thought I, that the other movies were quite downers as well especially the one that halle yeah, berry won for <laughs> right uh, yeah <laughs> anywho um, um
0: but good good job judy Den- judy dench uh yeah. if you if honestly you know i i uh, i I love. I feel like Judy Den should probably have more Oscars her, to her name, but I guess that's another podcast.
1: Freaking um, Judy! Everyone should have more Oscars to their name. Apparently, like Meryl Streep's yeah. only won three. You know what I mean? Like she's been nominated yeah. how many times? <laughs> it's crazy.
0: I know it doesn't even make any sense. But some person at the Academy Awards made a joke, and they were like, "I like to think of it as most losses," because they were like, yeah. "Oscar oh, get nominated all the time." <laughs> um, let's yeah, talk about. Really well, let's talk about Nicole Kidman in mm-hmm. Moulin Rouge. And okay. before we even just jump right into this, mm-hmm. um, if anybody knows me well, they know that I hate, 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 hate musicals. <laughs> I do not like them. And Moulin mm-hmm. Rouge, I remember seeing when it came out, like um, like on TV or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I, I remember, I remember hating it. And I mm-hmm. remember drawing regretting on having to watch this movie because i i just oh my god like i first of all i hate mashups with music where that's all it was <laughs> and i just thought to myself i was like oh my god kyle you have to watch just watch the movie just fucking do it and yeah. um i feel like there's so many queens right now clutching their pearls literally like what this queen doesn't enjoy musicals but i can't stand them and after that's watching so this funny. movie um i still hate them so yeah. <laughs> i hated this i hate Hate, hate this movie i'm sorry i never understood it With no i hate i hated this movie
1: yeah just i mean out- when it yeah 100 <laughs> percent. i well i agree with you when i was younger i tried to watch it i i did watch it and i hated it as well um i didn't see the appeal uh i i remember the the girls in school creating a dance to diamonds are a girl's best friend uh and right. I, it just like <laughs> always yeah like that's all,
0: you know, all the, like little cheerleaders and they're like Please?
1: 100% yeah and I was just like fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you uh get yeah. me out of this hell um but basically I uh I didn't love it back then I sl- hate it slightly less uh now only because I was like I don't think I appreciated Nicole Kidman as an actor when right. I was younger I mm-hmm. kind of thought that she was I I didn't I didn't know that she was. A great act. i only saw her as like uh like a tom cruise's wife at that right. time uh and yes, that's right. and i just assumed that that's was her level of importance but i feel like she like she's a really strong actor like b- besides yes. the fact of us hating this movie and it being yeah. way too much just in general I, yes. I who made this movie baz Luhrmann or whatever the hell his name is um I'm is not
0: sure, but maybe I should look it up so that I know not to see any more of
1: hundred <laughs> percent. I think that he made the great Gatsby too, which I hate as well. Um and I just I, oh, I, I wanna man. look this up actually. Um
0: uh, Yes, you're right. As loreman,
1: I'm not I'm not lore, a fan. Yeah, I'm not a fan, and I can't, I can't get behind it. It's just too much for me, and uh, the energy level needs to come way down for me. And also, I, I'm with you on the mashups. I hate mashups. Um, I hate mashups. I, I, I feel like, is this Glee? Like, what am I, what am I watching here? Like, I, 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 I feel like these. Um, they they spent a whole, like, 20 minutes in that one room. Did you you remember the, the room? Oh,
0: my God. I like, know. Oh and they're, my like, God. pitching the play. And then, like, yeah. they won't stop. Well, first of all, it's supposed to be, like, Jesus. 1900, France. Yeah. yeah. And then they're, like, singing pop and rock hits from the 80s and the 90s. And you're, like, okay, yeah. fine. Like, suspend the reality. Yeah. But then, um, okay, I will say <laughs> this about – because I think that we're both on the same page where it's, like, we hate this movie. Yeah. However, – um. Mm-hmm. she like went there
1: like oh God, yeah. she
0: committed to the scenes she like mm-hmm. emotionally like I was mm-hmm. I got where her character's perspective was coming from mm-hmm. and she really in my opinion her and Ewan McGregor or whatever like yeah really carried this movie yeah um but I just gotta say that <laughs> you know if you take out like all of the like pointless musical ta- uh, tangents the movie would be like 20 minutes long
1: yeah. And uh, I, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. but
0: she, she gave, she gave, she, she gave exactly what she was supposed to do. She, oh, yeah. in my opinion, really carried that movie. And I respect that she really went there because it was kind of a weird script and it's a weird kind of idea. Yeah. And I usually, cause this guy, um, he also did, um, Romeo and Juliet, the one with, uh, Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio from like the yeah. 90s. And like I was into that. It was weird. <laughs> Like I liked that. I think this movie for me was just too weird.
1: Yeah. Uh I, I, I was not a super fan. Um I, I, I couldn't I couldn't handle it um then and I I pushed through it this time uh apparently like theater kids love it like um <laughs> i oh, really? i was like yeah uh, apparently um well i asked i asked my girlfriend afterwards like what like i was watching it i was like you must have loved this as a kid uh and she's like yeah i watched it quite a few times uh and i know that like a lot of the drama kids watched it uh and right. loved it yeah because they're making all these like okay i have something against like High schools, especially Catholic high schools, like letting letting kids reenact Moulin Rouge as a play. Like, how dare you! Like, that's it's like. Really like, yeah yeah what well, like get your values straight like i don't understand like uh, i can't wear i can't i have to wear a uniform to school but you're going to let this happen i don't understand what's going on here um but anyways that's uh, not the movie's fault that's just uh <laughs> the, col- the movie culture is what what i have a problem with but yeah, yeah. Uh, i i Nicole Kidman wise I like I wouldn't give her the Oscar for this but I would definitely found a new appreciation for her especially with all the work she's doing now like aside from Moulin Rouge like I I was like oh interesting I think that she just has like a type of role that or, or type of story that she likes to tell and uh yeah I'm like I'm a Nicole Kidman fan now for sure.
0: I have always really loved her a lot um I I always loved her as one of my favorite movies ever is like Practical Magic and then in mm. the 2000s she got really I mean she was always a serious actress don't get me wrong but like she really you know she did like Rabbit Hole and she did The Owls oh, if you've ever seen that movie where the, with the nose you remember like the whole campaign was about like she had this ridiculous nose um <laughs> but I one thing I thought was impressive to Nicole Kidman's skills about this movie was like the the singing and the crying at the same time I literally was yeah. like how would you do that like i feel like that'd be really sort of difficult and she really mm. does play this strange character very well mm-hmm. i i again like she clearly can act and she did a mm-hmm. great job in this movie yeah. i am never watching this movie ever again even <laughs> no. fucking i hate this movie I <laughs>
1: yeah. like, no, like, like, we,
0: like we shouldn't you know we shouldn't say who we think uh like who should have gotten the oscar until the end but i will oh, agree shit. with you Sorry. that yeah yeah no 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 no, because i i think that we're both on the same page about that one i think anybody listening would would realize that we we would not we would not award it to her
1: yeah okay great (laughs) no more spoilers from me then
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i mean like was it a spoiler i mean i don't think so um, i I can't even
1: remember what i said i say things and then i forget immediately that i said that (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, all right what's the next one let's Let's get to the next downer, and then we're gonna do- and then afterwards we'll talk about Bridget Jones as a palate cleanser, and then we'll get to Hallie. So the right. next one is um In the Bedroom with Sissy Spacek. I mm. love Sissy Spacek. I have probably mm-hmm. seen The Coal Miner's Daughter like a bazillion times. If you haven't mm. seen it, it's like what's well, it's a little troubling, but it's kind of a true story, so check it out. And oh, well. um, again, another movie with Marissa Tomei, which mm-hmm. was, seems to be an ongoing uh theme with us, and she was also nominated for a supporting role for this movie. Yeah. And um one thing I didn't like about the way that the movie was handled, but like when you finish the whole movie and you look back, you're actually like, oh, I liked this movie. But at first mm-hmm. I was kind of confused about what the movie was about because it kind yes. of took like a while so to like odd. get into it. Oh my God. Yeah. I think it was like the hour mark before oh. something like really. Ha- so I was like, what is going on? I don't yeah. understand.
1: Well, this is the thing. I was I, like, I was. I had a choice. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that because I was literally watching it. And then I, I said out loud, I was like, man, when is this movie going to start? Like, I don't even know what the conflict is here. And then as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be the conflict now. (laughs) And I was like, then it started, started, but I was like, they could have like, they could have really just, uh, got there way sooner, uh, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. Um, but it was, well, well, well,
0: well, yeah, go sorry, ahead. I'm, I'm just going to interrupt you just because mm-hmm. for, if anybody is listening, just I, I wouldn't have explained Moulin Rouge because I think we all know what Moulin Rouge is. But yeah. if anybody doesn't know what In the Bedroom is, it's mm-hmm. uh, a movie that's like in like a, a Cape Side sort of town, like a fisherman kind of village.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: their son is home for the summer and he's like dating Marissa Tomei. And Marissa Tomei's like ex, who she has kids with, is like really sketchy and abusive. And then like the son who is home. For the summer like defends marissa tomei and then as a long story short the abusive boyfriend kills the son and then the whole movie is about not only getting revenge but like coming to terms with like everything that happened and mm-hmm. sometimes how you have to take justice into your own hands and uh <laughs> and and i would like i fully interrupted you and, and you, i just wanted people to just know what this movie was about because i don't think a lot of people have seen in the bedroom
1: Oh yeah. Uh and I was uh I was glad that I saw it because it was like I I liked how they told the story visually as well. Um and like I I I thought that in the beginning when I was trying to figure out what the conflict was going to be, I thought that like he the father would fall in love with the the girlfriend of the son. And yeah. I thought I thought that that's what was going to happen and then all yeah. of a sudden they only have this moment where it's, like, in the store wherever she works, uh, where it was, like, I thought that was going to happen, too. Uh, and then it just turned out to go down a completely different rabbit hole. But they they never have an affair. And it seems like they, they more or less sort out their marital issues, if you can, like, read into that at the end of, um, like, the parents of the, the boy who died. Um, I don't know, like. I, I still don't know whether I like love this movie uh, if I'm being honest, yeah. but like I'm, for sure. it's, it's such a downer. And I, okay. I hate the guy, the, the abusive ex-boyfriend of Marissa Tomei. I hated that, that actor. I just think that he, he overdid it. Do you, do, do you, do you think so? Or do you, what, what are your I would opinions? Have
0: to, I would have to agree. <laughs> I would have to agree with you because you're right. He kind of, came in at like a 12 where he really yeah. could have been a little bit m- less like mm-hmm. he seemed like he just broke out of prison and he was like ready to go on like a murder spree and it was just kind of like Kate, hey, like you're at like a yeah. 12 and i think you need to go down to like a six right
1: now 100 <laughs> like i, I,
0: like, I know so what strange. i know what you're saying mm-hmm. and it's interesting because i will say that i actually kind of thought that the pacing was really interesting but mm-hmm. again I just kind of was wondering, like, when is Sissy Spacek going to be coming into this? When is she going to be, like, the Best Lead Actress nominee? Like, when is she coming into this? And I think, I personally think the reason why she was given this um, nomination was Mm -hmm. because you do kind of see her descent into, because, you know, um, I read a review where someone said that this movie was Mm -hmm. about, like, women controlling men.
1: Mm. And
0: how Sissy SpaceX character Was trying to control her son Trying to control her husband And then she realizes like uh, How that kind of behavior can affect you Not that that behavior results Mm. in people being murdered But I'm just (laughs) saying like how It affects your Mm -hmm. relationships with people And seeing the sort of relationship um, Really more between like her husband and her Mm -hmm. I thought that was a very interesting performance But if I'm being honest with Mm you um, They didn't I personally didn't see her enough in the movie to warrant a best leading yes. actress yes i i, I, I agree life.
1: i agree she did i a thought great job. i th- i think so as well like uh, capturing that like um the tragic loss of your son like i i totally i i felt it like throughout the entire movie i i was like or the half where the son had been had been shot like it was heartbreaking and like i really i didn't read her i read her character as like over involved But I didn't read it as like unreasonable, you know what I mean? Like I know that she was controlling, I like, or seemed to be controlling, but I read it as like she was very concerned that her her son was going to be heartbroken by this much older lady, right? And like, Mm. just she's just a concerned mother, and I I think that she was probably seething because the dad was not was not as hard on the son as he should have been because if they right. had reported the fact that he had been he had been um, uh, fighting with with the ex, ex-husband ex uh, or had been abused by the ex-husband before like that incident that where like they're just chilling and and like the ex-husband comes home and is like you know pissed off punches him in the face like she's the one that suggests that they call the police they like do something where like they can get him locked up again and if they had just done that he, this guy wouldn't have been available to like come back and do the exact same thing and then end up killing him. You know what I mean? So I was like yeah. with her on that point, I was like, you know what? You guys were just like, you're too like proud, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Like you're mm-hmm.
0: just, yeah. you think that you can just because,
1: handle everything anyhow. Well, and I,
0: I do, I do agree with you because mm-hmm. I, I, a lot of, a lot of people that that was their perspective of the movie was that like, apparently mm-hmm. this, it's a narrative about women controlling men. And I kind of was mm-hmm. like, Okay, like, I mean, I guess that you could sort of see it that way. Um, yeah. I also kind of feel like that probably came out of a straight white guy's mouth. But <laughs> whenever, like, you're, like, watching this kind of movie and stuff like that, I, I think I'm going to have to agree with you where it really did mm-hmm. seem like Sissy Space character was really just the fucking concerned Mom? mother. She was yeah. obviously <laughs> a very smart woman, and she was concerned for her child, and she clearly had every right to be because look what happened. Yeah. And that sort of tension between her and Tom Wilkinson, her husband, who actually was nominated for best lead actor for this movie. Yeah. Um, Side note. I think that he was really the star of this movie. Oh, he was definitely like, (laughs) like his leading nomination. I'm like, yeah, but like Sissy Spacek is an amazing actor. I, if Mm -hmm. she was nominated for a supporting role for this, I'd be like, Mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. Maybe it was just because she is Sissy Spacek and she's so famous. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why, because they can't, that way yeah and that's people are probably confused
1: yeah exactly yeah
0: I don't I'm not sure but like um super well acted and mm-hmm. I mostly was concerned about I was more interested in her performance with her husband than the mm-hmm. way that she was sort of handling her loss of her son I realize it's all kind of tied in together mm-hmm. but beautifully acted uh mm-hmm. uh I did enjoy this movie. Um, Would I watch it again? Maybe. Uh, But have you ever seen Manchester by the Sea?
1: I have, yeah. It's it's kind of the same vibes, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like that. It kind of Mm -hmm. reminded me a lot of that movie where it's like, it's good, but like, it's just really intense. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, you are suffering with them. You are suffering like through their sort of performance. And um, no one's perfect. Like, everyone is like, kind of... I mean, whenever uh, Tom Wilkinson kills mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, the the, the husband, abusive yeah. boyfriend there, yeah. it's it's you you're conflicted as an audience member. And I just I really love the performances. I thought Sissy Spacek in this was great. I thought Marissa Tomei was great. like everybody mm-hmm. was great. Uh, but I don't I don't know if it was um, like a leading performance for me, in my opinion. No.
1: No, not at all. I mean, like, there was that one scene where they kind of, uh, the, all their marital issues come out on the table, and, like, that was really good yeah. and intense, and I could feel that. Uh, I was like, I'm not good with conflict. I almost need to stop this scene so that I can, like, walk away. Um, right. Yeah, it was really intense. You um, uh, <laughs> yeah, to I, pause
0: a lot with these movies,
1: right? <laughs> I, yeah, 100%. I needed uh, need a little bit of a palate cleanser for sure for, for most of these, and then... Um, yeah, I just I I agree with you. I just don't think that it was enough of her story to like warrant it as like a lead performer, uh, like win for for best actress. I I, I don't. No, I agree. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, well, we mo- speaking
0: of well, speaking yep. of palate cleansers, let's jump yeah. right into Bridget Bridget Jones's Diary. Oh yeah. So. Um. So this was Renee Zellweger's first Academy Award nomination, and I think prior to this, she had won a mm-hmm. Golden Globe for um a movie. Oh my God, what was this movie? And um up until this point, I don't mm-hmm. really know if Hollywood really saw her as a very serious sort of technical kind mm-hmm. of actress. And the Golden Globe that she won in a uh, oh, Nurse Betty. That's right. So she won uh mm. for Nurse Betty, mm-hmm. and then a year after she was nominated for Bridget Jones's Diary. And I think people were really just... Well, first of all, I really hate whenever everybody acts like they're so impressed for an actor for being so brave for being a normal body weight. You're like, okay, <laughs> like wow, like it's so amazing. Like she put on twenty pounds. You're like, how much does she weigh now? And then they're like, hundred and twenty pounds. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so she's like a normal everyday person. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love how I love how um how she weighs herself in the movie and it's like 136 pounds and she wants to lose 20 pounds. Uh, it, it, that That's just sick to me. Like how, how, how dare you? Yeah. I, I feel like that, yeah. that really confronted <laughs> me during the film as well. I'm just like, how, how fricking dare you? Like how, how much weight do I got to lose? I feel like I look pretty good. I feel pretty good. Like you guys yeah. just need to get your shit together. If you think that 136 pounds for a woman is overweight, like you guys need to really get over it. I
0: agree, and I mean, listen. She absolutely nailed the British accent. She actually worked in a publishing company for a month to to, and spoke in a British accent, uh, and no one knew who she was. I think that says something. However, if we're going to talk about somebody transforming their physical appearance and their um, their accent and Mm -hmm. things like that, it's like you're just describing every Australian and British actor that has to come over to America, uh, a.k.a. fucking Wolverine, you know, uh, Hugh Jackman. It's like, I understand why Americans would be like, wow, but it's like, but I don't think people, uh, Americans maybe then have that same respect and regard for Australian and British actors that come over and will do like a perfect American accent, and you're like, I she did a great job absolutely yeah. um and she really did transform herself mm-hmm. uh but you know yeah. we see this all the time why is this one like super special like i don't know um uh,
1: yeah is that part of the reason why i guess she got nominated because i i feel like i was surprised to see this on the list when i when i looked at yeah. the list of nominees and you know i guess it is a a uh, validation for like all the work that she put in and everything. But, but yeah, t- to your point, like that's something I never thought about. Like the, the actors who come from other countries who uh, have to s- step through all these other loops to be considered on the same like level as uh, ho- actors in Hollywood uh, or actors who are already in North America. It's, it's kind of, uh, it's unfair, seems unfair Um that like it, just because she's well she's American and had to do all this other stuff, like she's being recognized. Yeah. But um it also like I thought this movie was great. Like I think it's timeless. I'm I'm like it's just mm. as relevant today than it was those years ago. I just felt like nothing had really changed uh in in like 19 years. Um the people yeah I just I just found the themes uh highly relatable uh even several years later and her performance was like as i said i think in the intro just uh it was very like confronting to me in my 20s uh and me yeah. uh you know i you, th- you never think you're going to be that character and then you you end up just being that and like i i loved i, I just i love this story because it's really just like her striving to become like a, an adult and i love that i love that like a hero's journey even though it's like you know everyone has to do it but it's just harder for some people
0: <laughs> right um no i know and and that's the thing whenever you 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 know whenever you're sort of watching a movie like this that uh is um i guess maybe something that a lot of uh maybe not how am i going whatever i'm just going to say this and then if people are mad they mm-hmm. can email me but <laughs> i don't really think that a lot of guys would understand that perspective because mm-hmm. there is something that's like really um like super unfair about Mm -hmm. like and you know this is probably like a 90s or an 80s stand-up bit of some Mm -hmm. kind but it's sort of like if a if a if a guy is single in his 30s it's Mm. like oh yeah because like he's just fucking around but like if a woman is single in her 30s and especially like in 2002 (laughs) like it's like Mm -hmm. sad and you're like okay and I'm not naming names, but I do Mm -hmm. have a lot of friends who are Mm -hmm. women who are in their thirties and they are single. And to Mm -hmm. be honest with you, I don't really know a lot of them that are kind of sad about it. I know one Mm -hmm. kind of girl who, that she really does want to be in a relationship, but you know, Mm -hmm. it's all relative and stuff like that. And I think that there's such a pressure in society about Mm -hmm. like being in a relationship, being in a monogamous relationship, being with like another person, like all the time. And I think that we often kind of do forget that there really, are a lot of people that genuinely don't like being around other people and they don't want to be in a relationship. And I think a lot of people have a hard time sort of wrapping their mind around that. But this movie sort of does present it in a little bit of a sad way mm. because she kind of is like, Oh, like I'm drinking all the time and like I'm eating all the time and clearly I'm depressed and like, uh. but then mm-hmm. she still meets um like these really good looking guys Uh, I think Colin Firth is kind of hot, kind of cute. Oh, yeah. Uh, She still, like, meets these good-looking guys even whenever she is, like, you know, quote-unquote big and she's, (laughs) like, drinking and she's kind of, like, a silly mess and she's kind of, like, funny and stuff like that. And I kind of really liked that aspect of the movie where they didn't it it was a little bit sad on her part, but they still were, like, really, like, attracted to her and that had nothing to do with, like, their, like – um, all oh, the changes that she life. was
1: making yeah a hundred percent like the the just as you are type <laughs> type uh, tagline or whatever uh yeah like she was working on all that stuff uh trying to get her life together uh you know the whole self-improvement montage um her throwing out all her like uh Mar- um, men are from mars women are from venus i think she replaced it with a book called um oh my god what was it it was uh uh oh, yeah. Stuff, something uh, Yeah, something about um how uh taking care of me I, I, like something Taking care of me and like uh something about like men just like not being like just uh she was over <laughs> men basically. She, like she was just you know focusing on her basically. That was the um the whole theme. Um but I feel like of all those self-improvement stuff that she was working on, like Darcy was more interested in her as a, a as a person even though like they're they're just like fundamentally like different human beings like they're just total opposites um (laughs) he's so awkward like i i couldn't handle him this entire movie i was just like darcy get it together like (laughs) jesus oh my god it was so frustrating
0: I know I love her parents like they're just so hands-on and like controlling and, like, funny I was I was obsessed with that kind of mm-hmm. uh, relationship that she had with her parents like I I thought that yeah. was funny but I I agree with you I really like this movie uh would I watch it again absolutely I mm-hmm. I, I rented it on Apple TV and like yes. I have it to the end of the month and I'll probably watch it again it's incredible definitely like a feel-good fun mm-hmm. kind of movie she nailed the accent and yeah she um, nailed it, it i really yeah. i really enjoyed it and you know what this i would say is a leading performance
1: <laughs> yeah i mean um, she put she put the work in i i was surprised to see it just because i didn't know that they would uh like recognize comedy like, like comedy is notoriously devalued i think in like across the spectrum uh so i was surprised but happy to see it on the list uh, of, of performances glad that she didn't get overlooked um but yeah I I I I would say I didn't know for a long time that she was actually American. I thought that she was British.
0: <laughs> and so, that's I love that. Yeah. That's brilliant because yeah. that that really speaks that really speaks volumes. Um, 100%. So if if you're good let's discuss uh Do the it. winner of the 2002 Academy Award for best actress Halle Berry for Monsters Ball. So before we get into it, um, mm-hmm. this was the first time that, yeah know, a uh, female person of color won for best actress, still the mm-hmm. only person, uh, a person of color, a female to do that. And the first uh, person of color female to be nominated uh, was Dorothy Danridge for a movie called Carmen Jones. I don't know if you know this, but Dorothy Dandridge actually died very young um, in 1965. She was only 42 years old whenever she died. Mm -hmm. And um, whenever Halle Berry won her Oscar, like the first person that she said that that moment was for was for... Dorothy Dandridge. And fun fact, uh, a couple years prior to her winning this, she had won an Emmy and a Golden Globe for playing Dorothy Dandridge in a movie, a made for TV movie called Introducing Dorothy Dandridge. Mm. Now, what's so kind of interesting about that is I wonder if she used that Narrative in her Oscar campaign to get votes because it's sort of like an on-brand association um, that would have sort of helped her um, get those votes. But um, one thing I would recommend, and I oh, I've recommended this this YouTube channel to so many people and to so many people that listen to this podcast. If if uh, you've listened to this podcast before, you know. There is a YouTube channel called Be Kind Rewind that did like a whole thing about like Halle Berry's Oscar win, what it meant, why there hasn't been another one Mm -hmm. since, and how really Oscar's so white. There are definitely changes that are happening, but it's still, we haven't really, really grown or changed Mm -hmm. that much with the Academy yet. And um, I would very much recommend watching this. It I I will never do as good of a justice as uh, mm-hmm. this person has on be kind rewind. I would definitely check out definitely check it out. And talking about sort of like people of color in mm-hmm. uh, Hollywood and how Halle Berry's win was significant. And uh, let's just jump right into the movie. So originally, yeah. um, Vanessa Williams was offered the role.
1: Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I I would see that one.
1: (laughs) Me neither. I just think I think that Halle Berry and Billy Bob had like a pretty great on screen chemistry. If you if you ask me, I think that they I can't see anyone else being in this role, but especially not Vanessa Williams. Uh, I don't know about Mm you. That's just my opinion, though.
0: He's a little creepy. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah. He's not really my fave. But I do agree <laughs> with you that, like, yes, that definitely was a thing. Um, I completely forgot that Heath Ledger was in this movie. Me too. Holy. I, I. Oh, do you remember when he... Okay, well, first of all, let's just... Mm-hmm. Okay, before I get into... Recap? Before we, yeah. do, before we even get into Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. No, well, okay, fine. We'll do the recap. So if anybody doesn't know what Monsters Ball is, basically, it's a story about... Oh my God! There's like so many stories in it. So, You know, uh, Billy Bob is like kind of a racist executioner cop, and Heath Ledger is his younger no, is his son Mm -hmm. who kills himself. And by the way, when he killed himself, I because I hadn't seen the movie in so long, Mm -hmm. like like genuinely, I like audibly gasped. One hundred (gasps) percent.
1: That was my reaction (laughs) too.
0: Oh my god I was was not I was not expecting it also why would you Man. shoot
1: yourself in the heart do
0: it in the oh, head
1: it was so uh. it was so graphic I was like wow he would really oh my god he he shook me I was shooketh afterwards i I, I didn't know what to do with myself but yeah continue
0: Uh, Halle Berry comes into the story and she is uh, – like her husband is on death row. You later find out that um, uh, Billy Bob and Heath Ledger were actually responsible for his execution or they they facilitated his execution. Mm -hmm. Halle Berry's, I mean, uh, baby daddy. And then like her son dies and then it kind of becomes like this disenfranchised black woman sort of Mm -hmm. becoming friends with them, getting into a relationship with – Mm-hmm. Billy Bob Thornton, which again, that combination of words just sounds weird to me. And <laughs> I just in general, but um, I just got to say, like, all, like, cause this is a very serious sort of yeah. subject, but I just got to say, girl, Halle Berry, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. wig. <laughs> like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know
0: about that haircut. That was <laughs> no, a no, no. For
1: me. That was 100% <laughs> she was no. So,
0: do you ever just remember how, go- like, I mean, yeah. is, I haven't seen her in a movie in a while, but like, she is so fucking gorgeous. Oh, yeah. And like, I couldn't believe that like that was her son no offense to that child actor i'm just (laughs) saying like i don't believe that that came out of halle berry she is such a smoke show like yeah right you know
1: that was uh i was like that baby would have broke that girl's body i'm i'm just saying um (laughs)
0: yeah it was like daddy yeah yeah. it was a dad oh my Uh,
1: god oh yeah uh anywho uh,
0: this was definitely the most compelling performance of all of them, yes. I would say, because yeah. this is something that is very real that probably still happens today in the South.
1: Listen, I was watching this movie and I was like, "Am I watching 2020?" Like, I, I this 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 could have happened this year. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. like is n- like nothing has changed situationally uh, in yeah. the past 20 years, and that's really sad. Um, and I think that the themes present in this movie are are very um relevant uh, relevant and uh i i hope not timeless because i hope that there is you know i don't know the whole theme of the movie to me what i took away with it is that like the cycles of like abuse and like cycles of racism that you inherit them from previous generations and like i just found it really like the relationship between father and son and 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 stuff was interesting to see um like i feel like his son killing himself right in front of him it was like a a, probably a wake-up call of some sort um because like it was such a dramatic change from who he was in the first like i don't know quarter of the movie um and i don't know even how he was like at the funeral or whatever um I don't know what your opinions and thoughts on that were, but it just seemed that he was like, he turned himself around like a little bit too quickly for my, like, I thought that was unrealistic, yeah. Uh, yeah. but, you know, was happy to see that. But I don't know. I, I had mixed feelings about how this movie portrayed everyone. A lot um, of Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, yeah, for sure. And so it was like, you know, I was thinking like, this is this is a great movie uh but there's some things i am not comfortable with and i was not comfortable with this white guy just swooping in and saving her and also mm. me True. L- like forgetting what he was like at the beginning of the movie i was like you should not get a free pass almost like i know your son died and everything but like you yeah. wouldn't like not too long ago you were kicking those two black kids off your lawn and like you shot a shotgun up in the air. Like, are you, are still the same person who did that? You know, like you're not agreed, you know, and she hasn't seen all that. Like she doesn't know that that all she's seen is, is like the good things that you've done. She never saw all that stuff that happened in the past and like all the stuff that went on, on off camera. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure that wasn't the only incident that, that happened um having his father as a father, you know what I mean? Like
0: it's... well, what was it? The the racist dad, the like the the grand, yeah. I mean they were all racist, but the yeah. grandfather who um was Frank Barone on Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> so seeing him in this was like a little unsettling. Yeah. Whenever I was whenever she comes into the house with the yeah. cowboy hat as like mm-hmm. a gift and Mm -hmm. he is there, Mm -hmm. I literally was like, I think I need to skip through this because I was like, I don't, I'm already like, I don't want to know what you're about to say. And like, Uh it was, it was so incredibly cringy and uncomfortable. However, just going back to the point that you are saying is that like, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people um because the thing is is that it, it the reason why this is still relevant is because i'm sure that fucking shit probably still happens in mm-hmm. the south or even not even in the south just in general mm-hmm. and it's like if it wasn't then this black lives matter movement where people mm-hmm. are just sick of it and all like you know police brutality and things like that mm-hmm. i don't think that it would have been such a huge fucking movement like if we were all past it like if we were yeah. all cool with it it's like clearly this is still something that is very very of present course. and so watching this movie it's literally just like uh it's it I think it should open a lot. I think it it it, it definitely can create like a, a lot of um conversations. And the thing is I mean like I don't know, like when I when mm-hmm. I watch this kind of movie, um mm-hmm. the only thing that I don't know if I really understood mm-hmm. Maybe it was because it was they were trying to demonstrate that, like, Billy Bob had just, like, instantly changed. But remember at the end when she finds out that, like, he was the one that kind of facilitated, like, Puff Daddy's, like, execution? Yeah. yeah. And then she kind of just comes outside and you're like, okay, like, shit's about to go down. And then she just kind of accepts it and she has a smile on her face and suddenly she feels, like, safe.
1: <sighs> yeah, I, I didn't was understand. Your, what
0: were your thoughts about that? I didn't understand that because uh, the way that I read mm-hmm. it was that, like she it's either like, she just knows that he's like a different man now and maybe he's Mm -hmm. like full circle or like, yeah. I That's how we got. Yeah. Cause like his son died and then like, and then like she lost her like, you know, baby daddy situation. Uh And so maybe it was kind of like an eye for an eye thing. And maybe that's why she just kind of was like, you know, we've, we've all lost and now we're just going to move on with her. Like, yeah. what, What were your,
1: that Uh, i i definitely read it as that as uh how you just described of like um okay like she was clearly angry uh and and wanted I, i think she wanted to confront him at first but then i think that she restrains herself and sees that he's like like what he's done for her in this situation and it was like it was more like they were a team and maybe she hadn't had that with her previous partner and like, didn't feel like taken care of at all. Or uh, I, I, I don't know what her motivations for just dropping it were. Um, but I, I would assume based on the look that she gives him like, where she's trying to figure him out, figure him out. Um, mm-hmm. She can tell that like he, that his intentions are good. Like he named the store after her. He like named. He like said. Like all his statements about their relationship was we. You know, like it was. I think that yeah. he had started this new life. You know, and like together they 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 kind of bridged their worlds and like it's whatever was in the past was in the past and like they're just gonna move forward and like hopefully be happier, but. <sighs> Yeah. Well,
0: when it's in with the with this casting choice for Halle Berry in this role, because this this role was was really shopped around with a lot of to to a lot of people, and mm-hmm. um uh a lot of people um turned it down. And mm-hmm. uh, uh one of the main people that it was offered to was Angela Bassett, and she was <sighs> like, No. And um I thought she would have been great in this movie. but oh my
1: God, yeah. Um,
0: I will say that they they weren't, the director was not sure about casting Halle Berry because he thought that she was like a little too sexy for the role. Mm. And um, I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of going to agree with that just a little bit. I agree bit, too, but, yeah. <laughs> but then like when you see her in the role, like she really mm-hmm. does commit. She really loses herself in the role. Mm-hmm. She carries that pain in every single scene. Mm-hmm. And she really just seems like she is not a defeated woman, but she, like a lot of shit has happened to her in her life. And she mm-hmm. kind of just is a survivor and she has to keep going on. Mm-hmm. But she's, she, I, I think that her acting was, was, was very, very good. And um, again, this just adds to the pile of downer movies. But the thing mm-hmm. is, is that this is a downer movie that is actually like culturally relevant. And um, I think if you're going to do a downer movie, it's like, uh, like 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 the movie Iris it's like that's based on a true story if you do something like Monster's Ball it's like this is probably something that could actually happen you know mm-hmm. so um seeing these characters sort of um come to life and and really seem like real people um i thought i thought i thought this movie was very very well acted and i i think probably just because like i am like a white man it hadn't even occurred to me you are so right in saying that Billy Bob really did kind of come in with that white savior sort of situation. I I didn't even think about that. And you're so right.
1: I didn't realize, like, sometimes it's just like, I think that his character was just genuinely good, but, and I don't know whether they were like, I don't know what the intentions were behind the movie or or anything. And I like, I don't want to criticize it for as being like a, it was part of its time type thing. uh, But I just. I just noticed stuff like that now, um, and I right. know that she was that she probably probably brought things to his life that like you know she changed him in certain ways, so it's not like like they saved each other type thing it could be read as that as well um mm. That's uh, like true. M- like- maybe she saves him like emotionally type thing, and he saves her uh like, with all the, like, the that like, he, she eventually moves into his house because she's getting evicted and, like, all this stuff, like, but I don't know, I, I, I just, I'm putting it as, like, a, an asterisk next to it, just something I noticed, um, and mm-hmm. just didn't know how to feel about, uh, and I definitely don't want that to be a trend of, like, you know, um, like, she, she was a woman who was, like, trying to provide for her son. Like, she was a single mother, strong. Like, she decided that she wasn't going to take a day off of work when her husband died. You know what I mean? Like, she could yeah. She was putting it together by herself. Like, she doesn't necessarily, like, she didn't ask for all that. Like, he kind of, like, did that out of the good, out of his, like, wh- he wanted to do it. Um, And I think that if she was comfortable accepting that, then that's, the that's just how things unfolded uh but mm-hmm. yeah i just like well, want to well, i don't know yeah though, go ahead
0: yeah. yeah no but well on that note though i think that um uh just because I, I i do want to wrap up the episode mm-hmm. but before we get into the episode i actually want to name off all of the best actors in a leading role female right. people of color in the academy award history mm-hmm. and i just want people to sort of hear like how short this list is mm-hmm. so The Academy Awards has been around for 91 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you have Dorothy Dandridge, uh, Diana Ross, um, Cicely Tyson, uh, Diane Carroll, Whoopi Goldberg, Angela Bassett, Halle Berry, Gabourey Sidibe, Viola Davis, Quavangene Wallace, Ruth Nega, and Cynthia Erivo. (laughs) Uh, That's just in a leading um, category. And I mean without i mean off the top of my head what is that 10 like less than 10 uh, yeah in,
1: it's it's around uh, 10 to 12 i think yeah
0: it's in a, in a supporting role
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh it's a completely different story i mean hattie McDaniel was the first one to win mm-hmm. for gone with the wind but again she was playing a mammy character and like gone mm-hmm. with the wind is like one of the most racist movies ever made mm-hmm. there have been quite a few best supporting actress female nominees and winners in the year since but again the lead role so the most recent Mm -hmm. uh woman of color to win was regina king for if beale street could talk Mm -hmm. and uh you know it it is really sad when you think about 91 years in an Academy Award. And I mean, what would that be as a percentage? Like, you know, you have mm-hmm. five nominees each year, like times 91. And then exactly. I Exactly. <laughs> you, know, you have like 10, 10 women of color in mm-hmm. the leading cat and mm-hmm. and that that's insane to me. But uh um I, I think this is definitely um It's something to, to, I'm, first of all, I'm looking forward to watching these performances. Eventually Mm -hmm. I will get to all of them. That is the goal Mm -hmm. of this podcast. But, um, I think that sort of like, uh, um I, I really 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 recommend that video on be kind rewind and it mm-hmm. it gives a really it's a great sort of beginner resource if you just kind of want to mm-hmm. just kind of check into it just to like learn a little bit more but the person who is narrating it like she is uh, like a white woman and she's mm-hmm. like i am not an authority on this but you know mm-hmm. i've done some research mm-hmm. and i would just like to bring mm-hmm. more awareness to this sort of subject and i think it's a really great sort of little thing to kind of jump into and to yeah. to learn about just because we got to get some fucking more women of color, like winning these Oscars for a lead role because it's fucking bullshit. A
1: hundred percent. And yet I I was reading more about uh, Halle Berry's response and like what she thinks about the fact that so few uh, black women and people of color have not been uh, nominated for lead or or have won for lead actress since uh, is because. Uh, we're not focused as much on like the behind the scenes, and so if there, if we encourage more people um, and more voices to be uh, writers that aren't white, you know what I mean, and and have and others, more truthful, exactly. So like behind the scenes and crew and all the, these things, like having, it starts there, and then it'll, you know, uh, hopefully lead to more of those leading parts. Uh, where we can, you know, have different stories and like a, a more uh, diverse representation of like what the world is actually like uh, at the Oscars, at the Academy Awards. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah,
0: yeah, you know, that's... No, very, very, very true and very, very yeah. well said. Um, so if <laughs> let's go ahead and reveal who we think, uh, who we think should have won.
1: Well, I think that the Oscars should have gone to. Halle Berry <laughs> <laughs> was that too uh, uh yeah. too oh, too obvious? forced yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first of all I, I loved all the 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 nominees this year uh and I I think that if I didn't choose uh Halle Berry I would have probably uh chosen Judy Jen- Judy Dench because uh mm-hmm. I feel like these two movies and these two lead actresses actually, like I I had like a visceral reaction to watching um, and like experiencing the pain that they were going through. Um, And so I just, uh, with Halle Berry's role, I just feel like she, she showed so many sides of, of this, of Letitia, I think of just like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, she committed like she, you could tell, That, I don't know, like, I I feel like her her character's journey uh, of, like, um, being this, uh, like, the the pissed off uh, wife of this uh, man who's in jail, who's, like, destroyed their lives. Like, you could tell that she was seething from the beginning. um, And, like, it's like she was acting without saying words as much like her facial reactions of like, she didn't even have to be saying anything on screen for you to know exactly how she was feeling and like, and to feel that, uh, anger. So I was like, I just felt even in those beginning parts, uh, as soon as she came on screen, I was like already felt like she was acting without, without words. And I feel like that's like the mark of a true actor, (laughs) uh, Mm, and a great actor. Um, but uh, yeah, there were so many different parts okay. of the movie. Yep.
0: Great. That's okay. Well, great. So, um, I mean, I don't really think it's much of a shock, but yeah. uh, I think that the Oscar should have gone to... <laughs> Halle Berry for Monsters Ball. Now, um, the quickest sort of wrap up and summation of like why I think that the Oscar should have gone to Halle is because of two reasons. One, um, I would have to agree with the director when he was very reserved about not wanting to cast her because he thought that she was a little too sexy for the role. However, she fully lost herself in the role and like that sex scene with Billy Bob, mm. like just the fact that she had to do that, give her an Oscar for that. Uh, <laughs> like that's, that's committing. Like she yeah. committed to that. Too. <laughs> that was a very weird, and she kept being like, I want to feel good. Make me feel good. I was yeah. like, I don't want to say that to Billy Bob. Um, um, it's how I would yeah. describe it. So that's the first reason. And the second reason why I think that she should have won is because in every single scene it didn't matter where it was you just felt her pain mm-hmm. you just you could tell that like she had been through some shit mm-hmm. and she was trying to keep it together and to like raise her kid in the only way and the best way that she could and i was really there i was really there for her entire story and um i just thought it was incredibly well acted
1: mm-hmm. i would
0: have to agree with you that for me the runner up would have been Um, Judy Dench, just because it was a very real performance. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think that, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Halle Berry, uh, Mm -hmm. on, on this one. And, um, I think that in future, Hollywood should definitely have more roles for women of color. Uh, and hopefully, yeah, like we'll see more of that in the future. Um,
1: we definitely will,
0: (laughs) but, and not, some sort of like maid or like nanny kind of role, you know? that seems to happen a lot and anyway it's a we can just do something Yeah so much I was like
1: you know what I I when a woman can when a black woman can win an award for just being a character and not being in a film about racism I think is going to be great because I feel uh True. like that's something I thought about and I was like huh they all have every single movie is like is about these themes of race and you know I I just feel like I feel like they should just be recognized for being just a great actor in a great story and not, um, you know, have, have the, you know, the haters hate on it just because like, you know, Oh, she just won because it was, it was about racism or about something else. Like they're great. They're artists and, and they should be, uh, they should be, praise for for the work that they do and like any any leading role and not about you know something like the subject matter i i i, I right. truly believe that's where we gotta go
0: no yeah, no i i 100 agree with you honestly i feel like we could literally talk about this topic yeah. for forever 100%. And, uh, <laughs> it's definitely something that like i need to educate myself more on and um but we do have to we do have yeah. to wrap this up. but, um Arianne Tong, thank you so much for being a guest. Everybody you can check out uh, her uh, uh, she's the host of Q e Trivia that happens every week. And where can they find that? Is that on your social media? Yeah,
1: yeah, you can uh, search my my personal uh, Instagram is at aloha.tong. tong and uh, QE trivia is at QE trivia. And yeah, we just uh, have a great time every week answering questions, questioning everything. it's 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 a great time.
0: Okay, well, I will be there for one of those weeks then. That sounds fun. Please do. We uh, do a lot of
1: movie trivia, <laughs> so you'll oh, do great.
0: great. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for being here and we will see you next time.
1: Bye-bye now. Bye.